Hey, friends at the table. Uh, we thought that today for our little table chat, we'd uh, do story time. Yeah. Um, reading, uh, I don't know if you knew this about me, Matt, but um, Tell I me. really like reading out loud to people. Oh, like really? I, I loved, I've always loved reading stories to my kids when they were a little smaller. Huh. And um, there was a season where uh, when the Lord of the Rings movies, when we heard that they were making them, hmm. remember this? What year was this? I can't remember when they all came out. But the Lord of the Rings movies um, were coming out and we got really excited. And so I would read Lord of the Rings to Deb uh, in the evenings before we went to bed. Really? Yeah. And I really liked it. I really liked reading out loud. And, you know, my daughter, Raina, I think, inherited this from me because she used to read out loud Harry Potter and Junie B. Jones and a bunch of other uh, books to her little sisters. Hmm. So. Well, when you lived with me for a season, mm -hmm. your, your daughter read uh, my kids' stories, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Remember that? I thought we, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> remember that. When we lived with you for, what was it supposed to be? Like a week? Oh, Two days, less, four days. Yeah, it was like three or four days. Yeah, and it was five weeks. Five Did, weeks. Was it? Was it just five weeks? It was. I remember. <laughs> I remember counting. All right. Thanks for your was, hospitality, but it was like hey. it was time to go. <laughs> uh, that was a that was a stressful season. Maybe we'll uh, tell that story on, a, on another podcast. I don't know why we hey, would. But remind me, what podcast are we doing right now? Uh, we're doing. We're, we're doing a story time. Oh, for who? For whom? For the table. For the oh, table. For the, oh, the table. Hi, yeah, yeah. table. Yeah, remember them? Yeah. Yeah. I remember you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yes. story time for the table. Story time for the table. So this is, this is just part of my morning prayer routine is um, I have a book that has selections from the early church fathers. Hmm. And um, it kind of has a, a short selection of readings um, from a various, you know, uh, source uh, for each day of the year. And so including feast days and all that kind of stuff. So this was the reading for last... Uh, week. This was Tuesday of the fourth week of Lent. And um, I thought that this reading related a little bit to, we put out a podcast uh, a couple days ago, just about this season that's coming up. There may be some economic uh, fallout that comes out of this um, virus and um, that may present some hardships mm. uh, for a lot of mm. people. And so we were just trying to encourage, uh, I guess, some uh, sense of solidarity with each other uh, as the church um, and generosity uh, to provide for one another if there are needs. Yes. Um, and this is uh, a reading. This is, and this kind of stuff is all over the church fathers. The early church fathers talked about this a lot. Um, the generosity to the poor, providing for those who need, um, both inside and outside the church, um, was uh, something they talked about quite a bit. It was, a, it was one of the main signs of kind of true faith in their minds. So anyway, yeah. uh, this was just an encouraging read for me. So I thought I'd read it for y'all. And we do like story time. It's not, it's like sermon time, I guess, because it's from a sermon from Leo the Great, who was the Bishop of Rome. And this is a reading from the year 461 AD. Hmm. So here's the reading from Leo the Great. In the Gospel of John, the Lord says, in this we'll all know that you are my disciples if you have love for each other. In a letter of the same apostle, we read, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. The faithful should therefore enter into themselves and make a true judgment on their attitudes of mind and heart. If they find some store of love's fruit in their hearts, they must not doubt God's presence within them, 
if they would increase their capacity to receive so great a guest, they should practice greater generosity in doing good with persevering charity. Hmm. If God is love, charity should know no limit, for God cannot be confined. Any time is the right time for works of charity, but these days of Lent provide a special encouragement. Those who want to be present at the Lord's Passover in holiness of mind and body should seek above all to win this grace, for charity contains all other virtues and covers a multitude of sins. Hmm. As we prepare to celebrate that greatest of all mysteries by which the blood of Jesus Christ with our sins, let us first of all make ready the sacrificial offerings of works of mercy. In this way, we shall give to those who have sinned against us what God in his goodness has already given to us. Let us now extend to the poor and those afflicted in different ways a more open-handed generosity so that God may be thanked through many voices and the relief of the needy supported by our fasting. No act of devotion on the part of the faithful gives God more pleasure than that which is lavished on his poor. Where he finds charity with its loving concern, there he recognizes the reflection of his own fatherly care. In these acts of giving, do not fear a lack of means. A generous spirit is itself great wealth. There can be no shortage of material for generosity where it is Christ who feeds and Christ who is fed. In all this activity, there is present the hand of him who multiplies the bread by breaking it and increases it by giving it away. The giver of alms should be free from all anxiety and full of joy. Their gain will be greatest when they keep back least for themselves. The Holy Apostle Paul tells us, He who provides seed for the sower will also provide bread for eating. He will provide you with more seed and will increase the harvest of your goodness. In Christ Jesus our Lord, who lives and Mm. reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit forever and ever. Mm. Amen. Mm. Here endeth Mm -hmm. the reading, Matt. Yeah. Isn't that good? Yeah, man. What 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 struck you about it that I you wanted to share? I with us? feel like what struck me. I think I think the whole thing was great, and I loved reading it just then. Um, everything, one hundred percent of it. No, uh, but especially uh, when he talks yeah. about um, don't like don't fear the lack of means as you reach out to be generous to others. Um, and this, this sentence right here, there can be no shortage of material for generosity where it is Christ who feeds and Christ who is fed. So I think there's, a, there's an interesting um, picture yes. here of what, what we're doing. This isn't just like, I, I think the, the, there's a theological picture of what's happening here when we give to the poor. It's that we are, as, as givers, we are embodying Christ. And as receivers, we are embodying Christ. And so it's Christ who gives and Christ who receives. And so there's this participation, both in those who give and in those who receive, this participation in what it means to be God and what it means to be human. That we're participating in, in this self-giving life that God has. Um, yes. Trusting that, you know, we will be provided for it as we pour out. So I just thought it was a beautiful picture of what it means to be the church, um, Folks, when we can't gather right now to receive the Eucharist, um, you know, one of the things we say uh, in uh, one of the things we say in the invitation to the Eucharist is, "Church, behold what you are," and we're holding up the body of Christ. Right? You are the body of Christ, and now become what you receive. 
And so hmm. as you receive hmm. the body of Christ, we're sent out to become the body of Christ. And it's in these acts of generosity toward one another, giving and receiving with and for each other, that we become the body of Christ. And so part of it is like, I, I guess I just want to encourage us in this season when we can't take the Eucharist mm-hmm. physically, for us to be the Eucharist mm. for and with each other. That, that includes people that you live with, um, and it also could include others, depending on what the needs are. So just another encouragement, I guess. Share your need yes. and share your resource. This is how we participate in what it means to be the body of Christ together. So the, the generosity that uh, Leo, can I call him Leo? Uh, that's, you know, I think his friends call him Leo. All right. Well, If, he, if you're not a I'm, friend, you have to call him Leo the Great. I mean no disrespect, <laughs> Leo. I think you're pretty great. Yeah. But uh, one of the things he's trading off of here is that generosity is a m- mutual participation. Yes. It's not a benefactor, yes. patron-benefactor relationship. Right. So there's reciprocity. And mutuality, mm-hmm. there's giving and receiving. There's, uh, I would say, like there's uh, indwelling. Yes. Um, and and that's hard for us. Oh yeah. That's the first thing. This, uh, and I'll say more about that in a second. The second thing is he li- he links that to uh, participation in the triune God. Yes. So that when we are generous with each other, we're being generous to Christ. Yes. And I, I think there's something that we can't quite wrap our heads around usually, that when we are entering into these mutually submitted, mutually generous, giving and receiving relationships, that we are participating in Christ when we do that. Yes. That there is some metaphysical <laughs> reality yeah. that we can't even comprehend. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'll just say... Just to tie this to, just to tie this down to what we do at the table, the 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 process of sort of uh, holding open space to 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 listen to each other and God that we do and train in in our DNA groups hmm. is being generous with each other. Yes, with our attention, our our compassion, and our faith. Yes, right. We're. We're simultaneously like looking into people's eyes, lowering people through a roof, mm-hmm. uh, and and um, calling people out of a boat. Like we're doing all these things together mm-hmm. that uh, train us to become the kind of people who can be generous with each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that, that's part of what he's saying here as well is like the, he said there can be no shortage of material for generosity. And he's not just talking about your money. Which, you know, that's, that's, a, that's part and parcel of our life together. And sometimes, you know, that, that is how we're going to be generous. But it's part yeah. of a whole life of generosity, um, which does include, uh, you know, opening myself to others and being present to their needs um, and present to what it would mean to love them in this moment. Yeah. So anyway, there's a lot we could say about it, but it just struck me. One of the readings that I read this week and I wanted to share it with you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yes. It was great. Yes. And friends, uh, blessings uh, on your, the rest of your week. And uh, may you mm-hmm. find it possible to be generous with each other. Uh, I encourage you, take, take a risk of generosity today, whatever that might be. You know, put your phone down, pay attention to your children. Uh, hmm. Reach out uh, 
to neighbors to see if they're okay, whatever it might be, as long as you're practicing safe physical distancing. <laughs> Uh, take a risk and see if there isn't for you some sense of participation in the life of Christ as you practice generosity today. Yeah. All right. Amen. Amen. Talk to you later.